This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Northwestern Community College. Join them for two weeks digging up dinosaur bones from the Jurassic period in Northwest Colorado this summer. For details, go to cncc.edu slash dinodig. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hello and welcome to I Know Dino. I'm Garrett. And I'm Sabrina. And in today's episode, we have Dinosaur of the Day, ZB. We don't have any news because we're pre-recording this since we're traveling, doing other dinosaur work. But we do have a review for you instead. Yes, on the movie You Are Umasu. So if you don't want any spoilers, then jump ahead And we'd like to give a big thank you, as always, to some of our Stegosaurus patrons. This week, we'd like to thank Scotty, Jackson, Megan Dixon, and Eric Keller. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it, and it really helps us keep this podcast going. If you'd like to join this awesome group of people, then check out our page at patreon.com slash inodino. So jumping right into our review, you are Umasu is a pretty enjoyable movie. I heard about it, I think, on the Dinosaur subreddit, as I hear about many things. And it was billed on the forum as basically what they wanted the good dinosaur to be like, (laughs) (laughs) because it's a very heartfelt kind of family story about dinosaurs. A lot like Land Before Time. It has a lot of things in common with Land Before Time, but it's obviously much more modern. I think it came out in 2010, thereabouts and it was made in japan so it's all subtitles if you're watching it in english and the story is a lot more complicated than the good dinosaur maybe even a little more complicated than land before time it's definitely more complicated than land before time and much well i personally thought there were more heartfelt teary moments in the movie compared to the good dinosaur yes there wasn't really a lot going on in the good dinosaur though so that's not too hard to accomplish (laughs) It was about, I think it was pretty similar to Land Before Time, though. There were just like a few key moments. Yeah. Some tense parts. Not as sad, though. Yeah. So we're going to go through a little bit of the plot because most people probably aren't going to watch it. Or if you have watched it. You never know. Yeah. I mean, you should watch it if you want to watch it before listening to this. But we're going to explain what happened anyway because it's just kind of a fun story to recount. So basically, it starts with a T-Rex egg floating down a river like Moses and a pink dinosaur, which is, I think, supposed to be a Myasaura, grabs the egg out of the river and is like, oh, what are you doing out here alone? And kind of takes it back to her nest on what they call Egg Mountain. And then a bunch of theropods run through their community and just like 
cause havoc and smash tons of the eggs. Feathered theropods. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be troodontids, but I'm not really sure. It could be raptors, too. And basically, it, it kills off a lot of the generation of that set of eggs. So this Myasaur that rescued the pink egg from the river now just has two eggs left. It has that pink egg, and then it has one of its original eggs. And when they hatch, the egg that came from the river turns out to be a T-Rex. <laughs> Which is not good in a herd of Myasaur. Yeah, because there are tons of them. So the leader tries to immediately kill this baby T-Rex because they're like, oh, it's a danger. You got to get rid of this thing. But the mom kind of prevents that from happening. and well, raises... She's a good mother li lizard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And she raises it on like red berries, which reminded me of Land Before Time because the berries are very similar to the berries that were in Land Before Time with that little like pterodactyl that like oh, yeah, nudges the it. cherry, yeah. And it's like... Rrr, rrr. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then a little bit later, they start having more tensions. So the mom briefly tries to kind of abandon the little baby T-Rex, but can't bring herself to do it. And eventually she kind of embraces him and names him Heart. And then his brother is named Light. So there's Heart and Light that are growing up together and, you know, having a good old time. And... <laughs> One of the funny things is the heart starts biting the tails off of various animals and just kind of sucking on them like a <laughs> pacifier <laughs> because he likes the taste of meat, but he knows it's wrong to eat animals according to, you know, their little culture. So he's kind of sort of keeping it in check. He starts off as a very confused little dinosaur. Yeah, for sure. So then eventually as is obviously the case, they get separated and they encounter a dinosaur that's not from their herd who basically tells Hart that he's a quote-unquote big jaw. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this really creepy nursery rhyme about how the big jaws come and like eat the babies and stuff like that. Maybe that's what reminded you of Land Before Time, the different names for the like dinosaurs. Like sharp tooth yeah. and big jaw? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things. But there are lots of things. So... That really freaks Hart out, and he's like, oh my god, I don't want to be a big jaw, you know, that's scary. And then he kind of runs off and is looking for food at one point, and he sees a T-Rex gang fighting a Triceratops. And one of the Triceratops horns actually breaks off in one of the T-Rex, and I think kills it, mm. like impales him. But then this giant one-eyed T-Rex named Baku comes up and kills the Triceratops super quickly. And then the whole group eats the Triceratops, and there's this scene. So they just keep showing Hart freaking out because he's like, they're eating him. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, they're eating him. So he's like totally panicking. And the, this T-Rex gang comes over to him, and they're like, why are you here? You know, where, where's your group? Why are you watching us? Are you hungry? You want to eat some meat? And he's just, everything is just freaking him out more and more. Like just them <laughs> getting close to him is freaking him out. Well, they're much bigger. Yeah, they are bigger, especially Baku. Eventually, Hart kind of slinks away and sneaks off. Oh, yeah. They also smell him and tell him he smells like an herbivore. So they want to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets away without getting eaten. But one of the dinosaurs named Gonza follows him back to his you know little herd or group because at this point they've been kicked out of the main herd because they won't accept the mother with light and heart because he's a big jaw yeah his heart's a big jaw <laughs> <laughs> 
So when they get back, Gonza sees Hart and Light together and is like, what, what is going on? Why is there this T-Rex hanging out with this Mayasaura? And he pops out and he goes, I knew it. I knew you were, there was something weird going on here. And they get into this little battle. And then Hart bites off Gonza's tail and eats it. <laughs> yep. And he kinda, Which is pretty impressive considering he has never hunted or attacked really before. Yeah. And he's smaller than Gonza, but I think he kind of surprises him. Yeah. Because Gonza's just kind of like being a jerk. Yeah. He's not really trying to do much. And then Hart freaks out on him. So at this point, Hart has got the the crazy eye, like the sharp teeth in Land Before Time. And he goes, and he's, he's going to eat his brother. So he pulls himself back from the brink and decides, okay, I, I just got to leave this situation and, you know, not be near my family because otherwise I'm probably going to eat him. Yeah. So he just takes off without saying anything. Yeah. And his mom's super sad. They show her a few times like all mopey in the shadows looking like Eeyore. It's pretty sad. That wasn't the part that got me, though. Is that a little foreshadowing? Yeah. <laughs> so then it cuts to a montage, basically, of Hart training himself because he's like, oh, I got to get bigger and stronger because now I'm going to be a carnivore out on my own now that I know I'm a big jaw and I got to catch up with all these other big T-Rex because I haven't been eating meat for all this time. I've just been eating vegetables and that's keeping me small. And he's doing like one arm push-ups <laughs> as a T-Rex are pretty enjoyable. And then like climbing like a ninja. He's got very martial arts type skills. A lot of jumping and Kicking. spinning. Yeah, Does a good roundhouse kick. Yeah, lots of different styles of kicks. After he's done with all this training, he stumbles onto an egg. And very much in the same spirit of what his mom did, he's like poking around at it. He's like, oh, what's this egg doing out here? And then out pops a little baby ankylosaurus. And he's about to eat it. And he goes, you look delicious. And the Japanese word for delicious sounds like umasu. And so the little baby ankylosaurus, which is very eloquent for a recently hatched animal. And nimble. Yeah. <laughs> immediately goes, oh, hi, dad. So you're naming me umasu. <laughs> yep. Because that's what babies do when you say a word to them right when and they're born. And then scurries up to the top of his head and says, I'm hungry. Where's lunch? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So this kind of throws off Hart and he, he kind of thinks he's going to eat Umasu still for a minute, but eventually decides like, okay, I guess I'll raise this Ankylosaurus now. But I don't think he knows exactly that Umasu is an Ankylosaurus because at one point Umasu starts walking on two legs and he says, no, don't do that yet. You have to wait until you're bigger. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That was pretty funny. He kind of like falls. He's standing up on Hart's head and he goes on two legs and he falls off and then Hart has to catch him. Mm -hmm. That was pretty funny. So Hart continues to kind of wander around with little Umasu for a while, finding plants for Umasu to eat. But eventually Hart needs to eat some meat. So he kind of sneaks off and goes and kills a Parasaurolophus or something and then comes back and in the meantime Umasu decides oh I should find a food that both of us can eat so he kind of wanders off and he finds this old big jaw that's got a bunch of shrubs growing on top of him because he's been laying there for so long and he says that he can't chew solid foods anymore <laughs> <laughs> and he's a lot like the character Ruder in Land Before Time who yeah. ironically is an ankylosaurus but 
he helps little Umasu get all these little berries on its back. And Umasu kind of like burrows underground in order to like pop up underneath this pile that he makes. <laughs> it's a very cute character. Almost everything Umasu does is super cute. So he carries these berries back to Hart and he's like, oh, good. I got some food for you. And Hart's like, I can't eat that. And then Umasu starts crying and it's all sad. Hart but, calls him an idiot yeah, a whole bunch. And he yells out. an idiot a lot. <laughs> Then Umasu's crying, which gets to heart, and he eventually tries to make it up to him. Yeah, yeah, they kind of start getting along, and then Hart decides that Umasu needs to learn how to fight. So they cut to a like music video sing-along thing where they're saying jump kick, tail smash, headbutt, tail smash, two, <laughs> <laughs> among other words. And yeah, they're basically fighting and practice fighting. But then it gets super sad because Hart goes, okay, now you're ready. You're ready to be on your own. So you need to leave and I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. And Umasu is like, what do you mean? I, I want to still be your friend and hang around and well, be with you forever. Still calls him dad and everything. Yeah. So Hart goes, okay, we're going to race. And if you win the race, then we'll stay together. And if I win the race, then we won't. So Umasu starts running. And Hart's kind of running behind him, and then he starts, like, slowing down. Well, he's walking because yeah. he's much bigger. And Umasu is, like, out of breath running. Running as hard as he can. So eager and so afraid that Hart's going to catch up. Yeah. And then Hart eventually just turns around and walks away. <laughs> yeah. And thinks, like, uh, stay safe or something like yeah. that. And that, that's the part that got me because you've got this really earnest, tiny ankylosaur. With a big heart. And he's just trying to run so he can stay with his dad. Yeah. And his dad doesn't want to be with him anymore. Yeah. And it's very sad. But then Umasu runs into a, that gang of T-Rex from earlier, including Gonza, and starts getting basically like kicked around like a beanbag or something, like a hacky sack. Mm -hmm. And Hart hears that, so he runs over and he does like his crazy karate style attacking with Umasu in his mouth to protect Umasu. He like saves it from a different T-Rex's mouth and puts him in his mouth <laughs> to protect him. <laughs> and so he fights all these guys and wins. And then Baku shows up and basically banishes him. So now Umasu and Hart have to leave. They can't go to the forest because that's where his mom is. They can't stay in the plains because the T-Rex have banished him from there. So they go to the beach. And actually, they accidentally, like, fall into the ocean. <laughs> well, before they get to the beach, he's, Hart spits out Umasu, and then Umasu talks about how warm it was to be in Hart's stomach. And Hart says, no, you were just in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Umasu is really naive in a very cute way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So once they fall in the ocean, they get saved by an elasmosaur super randomly. And they're just... A female one. Yeah, I guess. And they're just kind of hanging out on a rock for a while. Like, and the Lasmosaur is sitting on the rock like a bird with its neck sticking up, you know, like 50 feet in the air. <laughs> it's very, very strange. And the Lasmosaur kind of recounts all these things that have been going on because they jump ahead in time and then they kind of do this back in time situation. And he describes how, oh, I didn't realize you were a carnivore until that one time we got attacked by this mosasaur looking thing and you like ripped it apart and then ate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the elasmosaur is a she. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not really clear because some of the descriptions of the movie they talk about 
genders and things, but through a lot of the movie, they don't really use pronouns. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to tell. But yeah, I think the Elasmosaur was a female. The Elasmosaur actually convinces Hart that he needs to go back to his mom. Maybe because the Elasmosaur is a female and is, knows what it's like to miss <laughs> your children. Well, she also heard news that Egg Mountain was in trouble. Oh, yeah. From like the pterosaurs or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. Umasu and Hart start heading back towards the original family. And out pops Gonza with his missing tail and says, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be banished. To which Hart says, get out of my way. And Gonza says, I'm going to kill you if you try to pass me. And then Hart just kills Gonza. So Gonza gets a pretty bad gets a pretty bad rap in this movie. Well, there's also a whole thing where Gonza sees Umasu and realizes Umasu thinks that Hart is his dad. So Gonza tells Umasu, like, no, that's not your dad. And Umasu comes back with him like, well, maybe we're not exactly the same, but he's still my dad. And then Gonza's like, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's really weird. So Gonza's like half wet blanket and half just like getting Un constantly attacked by Hart. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little bad for Gonza. But anyway. Hart ends up running through this forest fire because it turns out Egg Mountain is actually a volcano with this huge egg-shaped rock in it. <laughs> it's very strange, like in the middle of the caldera. It's super weird. But he eventually finds his herd, his original herd, and he threatens that he's going to eat all of them in order to scare them into leaving the area so they don't get killed by all the lava. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes off to find his mom because his mom is like hiding in the mountains since she never rejoined the herd. And he meets all his new half-siblings, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she's had a new Litter. nest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the whole crew now, Light, Heart, the mom, the kids, and Umasu, all start heading out in order to catch back up with the herd. But they get blocked off by Baku, the giant T-Rex with one eye because he's dun, so ferocious. Dun, dun. Oh, we didn't mention. Apparently, Baku defeated a group of what they call long necks who came up from the south and one of the descriptions i read was saying that that was probably supposed to be giganotosaurus like a group of those that came up mm -hmm. i don't know why that would be a long neck they look really strange in the movie i guess they have long ish necks I don't, not but really, then they though. have claws and teeth and spikes on their backs yeah i thought maybe it was supposed to be like a spinosaurus but they didn't really look like a spinosaurus so anyway these these random larger than t-rex theropods come up and start trying to attack and baku kills all of them by himself but loses an eye in the process and that's how he becomes like ruler of all of the planes plus he's huge yeah he is also he's huge bigger than all of them yeah oh and Baku, talking to the really old Big Jaw, references the fact that he lost an egg as a child, and it turns out that Baku and Hart have a super similar kind of pattern and color to them. Was it a Big Jaw, or was that the one who's like Rooter? Yeah, that's a Big Jaw. That's oh. an old Big Jaw. Oh, okay. I guess he was always covered in produce, so I didn't see. <laughs> Covered in produce. Well, we said that they used to bring him food and he's surrounded by all this fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So basically, there's a huge battle. You've got Baku, the giant T Rex, just trying to chomp on little old Hart the whole time. And then Hart's doing all this crazy kung fu. 
And then they get into this weird headbutt battle where they just keep headbutting each other like they're pachycephalosaurs. And basically, Hart is kind of losing that battle. So he jumps up and he tries to bite Baku on the neck, but then Baku body slams him. And even though earlier he could like get landed on by a titanosaur and be fine, getting landed on by Baku, you know, almost kills him. That's why Baku is the ruler. I guess so. So, yeah, the whole family rushes over and they kind of like say to Baku, oh, you know, let him live. We love him. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. It's it's a touching moment. Yeah, It was okay. The whole time you didn't know if he was dead or not. And then Baku kind of implies that he might be Hart's dad. And he says like, oh, take care or something and then wanders off, I guess. Well, there's a whole part where Hart's Mayasora mother is talking to Baku and Baku talks about how Hart is so small for his kind because he wasn't eating as a child since he was forced to eat plants instead of meat. And then he asks the mother, what would you do if he was starving? And she says, I would let him eat me. And he thinks that's silly. But yeah, they kind of have this moment where Baku says, okay, I'll let you all go this time or something. Yeah. So then they get the whole crew back to the herbivore herd, likely Myasaurus, and Hart leaves with Umasu. It looked like Baku died in the credits, but then later on he's talking to that old big jaw that's all covered in foliage. very unclear at the end what happened. (laughs) I thought they showed a meteor flying at Earth because they do this shot sort of from space and they show this like big object coming. But another thing it might have been was that egg-shaped rock in the volcano flying off in space, which seems more likely since apparently there was a whole TV series. So I don't think it was like the very last (laughs) hurrah of the Cretaceous, even though you've got most of the right dinosaurs there for it. Yeah. So overall, it's a very complicated story if you think about the way these carnivores and herbivores are interacting, but also very touching and heartfelt and pretty cute. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It definitely has a lot of very sentimental moments. And it has at least three, maybe four random sing-along parts in it. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's just kind of a kid's movie thing, because I know you were saying that the later Land Before Time movies are all sing-alongs too. Maybe that's what they're going for. Could be. It seemed pretty out of place to me, but I don't know. I guess it works. It's a very cartoony kind of animation so at times the characters their sizes seem to change oh yeah that too yeah like you'll see umasu can sometimes like fit inside heart's mouth but then other times he's sitting on top of his head and he's like bigger than his head (laughs) (laughs) and you you see the same kind of thing with heart too sometimes he can run underneath baku and other times it's like he's almost as big as him yeah But that's kind of what happens whenever these things are drawn, I think. Umasu is really cute, though. It made me want to get, like, an Umasu... Plushie. Plushie or something, yeah. You were looking at the t-shirts. Yeah, they got some cool t-shirts, too. They're very cool-looking characters. I like them. Yeah. I like that this animated film is also based on a picture book series. Yeah. And apparently, like I mentioned, they had a TV series, which... On Wikipedia, it says there are 20 episodes, and they were basically all released in one month, and the movie came out right in the middle 
of all the TV shows, which seems like a really strange schedule coming from how American TV shows usually go. Like usually you'd have a TV show run for a couple years <laughs> on and off, and then there'd be a movie that's unrelated to it after all of that or something. And not if you're going the Marvel route. I guess. But even they don't release an episode every day. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that's typical with Japanese TV. I remember hearing that about when Sailor Moon was coming out again. <laughs> it's interesting. It's a more bingy way to release TV shows. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. You don't have time to forget that it's still a thing because it's just on every day. <laughs> After watching this, I'm pretty convinced that if Sabrina had seen this as a kid instead of Land Before Time, that Ankylosaurus would be her favorite dinosaur. Probably. Because it plays the brontosaurus role in this movie. It's pretty darn cute. It really is. It can do a lot. I think it's actually cuter than Littlefoot. Well, Littlefoot was really cute in the first scene when he hatches out of the egg. Yeah. But Umasu retains his cuteness throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah, Littlefoot gets a little whiny now and then. Umasu is just cute the whole time. Littlefoot's allowed to get whiny. Because <laughs> it's Littlefoot. He's a rough life. There's no sharp tooth looking out for him. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, he just has Sarah making fun of him. Yep. <laughs> so overall, I think it's pretty good. It's definitely worth watching. We couldn't find a U.S. version of the DVD, so we had to watch it online, but it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, and I kind of like hearing it in Japanese. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think they have a version that's dubbed. And there's, I believe, a sequel titled You Are So Yummy, Happy to Be With You, which is a pretty great title for a movie. I think that's just a very literal translation of the Japanese. Yeah. Sounds good, though. Yeah. And then I think there might be another sequel. I'm not really sure if these are close enough to be considered sequels, but I think they're all based on the book called Hello, Tyranno that's supposed to come out next year. Oh, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. I don't think I had that on my list of recent dinosaur movies. So I think it's safe to say we would both recommend that movie if you're looking for something cute and mostly lighthearted. Yeah. Pretty short, too. It's only about an hour and a half. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely good. And it's kid-friendly, obviously. It's mm -hmm. a little bit intense at moments, but, you know. I think that's fine. I think it's good to have that in kids' movies. Any, I would say, probably not a really young kid, but, you know, maybe seven or eight or older, probably be good. Or you think younger could handle it? Uh, I think younger could handle it. The way it's drawn, it's very inviting. Yeah, but some of them, like the Triceratops, when it, like, stabs the T-Rex and things like that, some of the cartoony violence is a little... Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Just depends. Yeah, that's true. This episode's brought to you by the Colorado Northwestern Community College, where you can become a part of the scientific process. As a participant, you can go on a real-life dinosaur dig, and you'll be helping to advance science and our understanding of the ancient world. What's really cool is that the fossilized bones that are being excavated, they're public, and they're going to be displayed and preserved for future generations to study and admire. Yeah, we've mentioned how that's a really important part of the scientific process, not just getting them out and describing them once, but keeping them and preserving them so that future questions and future scientists can take a look at those bones to answer new questions and validate results. 
And the site is special and also near and dear to me because it's in the Morrison Formation, known for the sauropods, Mm -hmm. of course, of the Jurassic time. And it represents one of the best bone beds ever found in the saltwash member. Yeah, the current interpretation is that the site was the result of a brachiosaurus sort of jamming up a river and then other carcasses piling up behind it. Oh, no. And that's how we got a bunch of different types of dinosaurs all fossilizing together. So, oh, no, but also, yay. (laughs) Good for us as scientists. Mm -hmm. And dinosaur enthusiasts. Yes. So there are two scheduled digs if you want to get involved with getting these bones out of the ground. You can go from July 6th to July 20th or from July 22nd to August 5th. Head over to cncc.edu slash dinodig. You'll get all of the details. Just make sure that you register online by May 31st. And again, that is cncc.edu slash dinodig, D-I-N-O-D-I-G. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now on to our dinosaur of the day, ZB, which was a request from Portuguese Eagle via YouTube. So thanks. Zeebe was a Turiosaurian sauropod that lived in the late Jurassic in what is now Portugal, and it was found in the Lourinhoa Formation. The fossils were first found in 1996 and was excavated in 1996, 2000, and 2002, and was described and named in 2014 by Octavio Mateus, Philip D. Manion, and Paul Upchurch. It was named after George Zibshevsky, a Russian-French paleontologist who studied paleontology and geology in Portugal. There's only one species, it's Zebe atlanticus, and the species name refers to the, quote, scenic bay over the Atlantic Ocean, end quote, where the specimen was found. It's known from the holotype, which was a partial skeleton with a complete tooth with a root, part of a cervical neural arch, anterior chevron, and a nearly complete right pectoral girdle and forelimb. Only one tooth was found, but it was a complete tooth crown and root. And sauropod teeth that were shed while the sauropod was alive usually only have the crown because the root was reabsorbed. That's what you usually find. Because this tooth had the crown and the root, though, the tooth probably was separated from the skull after the specimen died. The tooth had derived characteristics only seen in basal sauropods or eusauropods. It had this wrinkled enamel covering most of the crown, a spatulate crown shape, labial grooves, and a V-shaped wear. It was an osauropod dinosaur, which is a derived clade of sauropods. It's unclear how big ZB was, because there's not enough fossils to know. ZB, though, is the fourth sauropod named from the late Jurassic in Portugal. Pretty good for such a small country. Yeah. It's closely related to Turiosaurus riodivensis, a sauropod that lived at the same time but in Spain, and that one is possibly the largest sauropod that lived in Europe. They had similar teeth and forelimbs. A preliminary study in 2009 found similarities with Turiosaurians and tentatively referred ZB to Turiosaurus riodivensis. Because ZB and Turiosaurus lived at the same time, it's possible that they could have been the same genus or species, but more detailed comparisons show enough differences to make them separate genera, according to the authors and scientists who formally named ZB. 
It's also hard to compare the two since it's only based on their teeth and forelimb elements, so there may be a lot more differences between the two, we just don't know about it yet. Other dinosaurs that lived in the same time and place include the sauropods Lorenhonosaurus and Lusotitan, the Stegosaurus Stegosaurus and Miragaya, and theropods Torvosaurus, Allosaurus, Ceratosaurus, and Lorenhonosaurus. You can see a cast of Zebe, the pectoral girdle and forelimb only, at the Wills Memorial Building in Bristol in the UK, and the Sorier Museum Athol in Switzerland. And our fun fact of the day is that the Egg Mountain in UR Umasu is probably based on the real-life Egg Mountain, which is in the Two Medicine Formation near Bynum, Montana. Purely speculation on our part, but it is what made us think, ah, that must be a Myasaura. Yeah. In the well, beginning. There are a lot of things in common. For instance, the area is known for Maya Sora, known as the Good Mother Lizard. And in that film, the likely Maya Sora is clearly being a good mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are multiple possibly communal nests at Egg Mountain in the Two Medicine Formation, just like there were in the film. There's also the first evidence of likely dinosaur parental care coming from Egg Mountain. And there are troodon remains that have also been found at Egg Mountain, and the things in the beginning of UR Umasu looked a lot like troodons running through the Myasaur nests. So it all adds up. It really does. Plus, they have that weird Egg Mountain situation that didn't make a lot of sense. Seems like they were trying to make a, a pun. <laughs> and you guys probably remember, too, Sabrina and I did our dig very close by to Egg Mountain. We were just... I don't know, probably less than a mile away from there. We drove right by it when we were going into the Two Medicine Formation. And Sabrina found some egg fragments at the site we were digging at, which was a known dinosaur nest. Yep. So we are Umasu. No, we're not uh, delicious. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Ooh. <laughs> and on that note... That wraps up this episode of I Know Dino. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to join our growing community, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash I Know Dino. Thanks again. And until next time. Good day.